0: Today's Callahan show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10 year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now and you can support this show and you can strike back against cancel culture as you know like us mike lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from my pillow not only are you helping this show you're fighting back against cancel culture my pillow isn't in the big box stores anymore so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word jerry this is the jerry callahan show <laughs> Well, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, our 46th president, his first State of the Union is done. It's in the books and the results are in. Um, Ironhead says worse than I thought. I thought it was going to be bad. It was even worse. I would agree. I think it was a pretty easy grade. I give it an F. I think I think you're going to hear some people celebrating on the other side of the aisle because he didn't fall down. I don't think he wet his pants uh, his teeth didn't fall out, although Nancy Pelosi's did. Uh, and we uh, uh, we will uh, break it down and analyze it. The rebuttal. I'm not talking about the rebuttal from the governor of Iowa. I'm talking about Lauren Boebert's rebuttal when she shouted out in the middle of the speech. I like that. That was that was better than the speech. Uh, we'll play you that and uh, play you some of the lowlights from the state of the union. We'll ask the question. What the hell was Nancy Pelosi doing back there? What was she reacting to? It was the most bizarre moment of the night. Also, Kamala, Kamala didn't do anything really uh, embarrassing during the speech. It was before the speech when she was asked about the situation in Ukraine. And I'm telling you, they're going to get to the point where they just don't let her speak to anybody because she was on the morning hustle yesterday. And she explained uh, the situation in Ukraine, and it's much, much worse than you think. She is just, she's just vapid and not very bright, and this sound is going to haunt her for a while. CBS News, uh, they have uh, got their finger on the pulse of the situation in Ukraine. Uh, we'll play you an unbelievable report, an actual news report from Ukraine. Where CBS nails it. The big problem in Ukraine right now, trans acceptance. I am not making that up. Trans acceptance. Uh, there'll be no, there'll be no baseball on opening day, and I know I'm heartbroken. Who needs baseball when you got this absolute clown show in DC right now? Uh, we'll give you the latest on Ukraine too. It ain't going well, and there is no rosy end in sight. Not pretty, but uh, we will get into that and a lot more in today's Callahan show brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and, more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it so difficult and confusing. They will bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 466914 insured by NCUA membership required. And I'll just say right off the bat, one of the most obvious observations is that Donald J. Trump was much better at this than Joe Biden is. He, he was a showman. He was a TV star. He brought the right people in. He got, he got the emotions running and, and, you know, tears in your eyes. Two years ago, it was uh, Rush Limbaugh who was dying up there with his wife. And he's always a few soldiers, a few first responders. On, uh, to the contrary, our current uh, empty shell of a president <clears throat> goes an entire State of the Union, 62 minutes and doesn't mention the 13 heroes, the 13 warriors that he got killed in Afghanistan. My question, as I'm watching this and it ends, and I I was waiting for it. I thought he would use them as, you know, and, and say something about their sacrifice for this country. He doesn't mention them. Now, that had to come up. It had to come up in the writing process, in the meetings before he gave the speech. And somebody, I'm going to assume him, said, "No, we don't want to mention those 13 heroes. Don't bring it up. Don't remind people of uh, of what happened uh, in in Kabul at the end of August when he wanted a photo op for September 11th. He wanted to end the Afghanistan war before September 11th so he could take a picture and take a bow. It was ill conceived. It was botched." It was run by the clowns uh, who uh, run our military, including uh, Millie and Austin, those fools, got 13 kids killed. I'm looking at the list right now, including Johanny Rosario from Lawrence, Mass., 25 years old, Marine Corps sergeant. And I'm looking at the ages, 22, 22, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. 20. That's five 20-year-olds. Weren't even old enough to drink. Joe Biden got them blown up by a suicide bomber outside the airport in Kabul, Kabul. It was entirely his fault. He didn't have the balls. He didn't have the integrity to say, to even mention them, let alone apologize. He has never apologized. He's never talked about it. It's disgusting. And I don't understand why you wouldn't, you know, why you wouldn't show a little humility show a little respect for these people these young people these 20 year olds who got got killed on your watch so somebody in the meeting somebody in the planning writing process brought them up and joe biden said no and the and the, and the realization you come to when it's all said and done is he doesn't want to take the blame take the responsibility for anything there is never he never utters the word like i was wrong or I, I got that wrong. Never. He doesn't take, resp- the buck never stops with him. It's He's just a petty little man. And I'm telling you, I know, I know how this works. He mentions his son, Bo, who died of a brain tumor and he uses him. He wants you to think Bo Biden died in combat He because he was in the military. It's a very sad story by all accounts. He was the one decent guy in the family. You know, he was a he was a veteran, he was a politician, he was attorney general. They had big high hopes for him. He got sick, he died, and then immediately his his worthless crackhead brother started banging his wife, his widow. I mean these are not quality people, but Bo was. Bo was apparently a good man. His father uses him every time he speaks and tries to make it sound like Bo Biden died in combat, which he didn't. It's it's a little I wanna say it's a little tasteless, a little classless. Well, this is the point, And if you missed the speech, this I would consider the highlight when he's talking about uh Bo and he's talking about burn pits in Iraq, which I guess what are you burning bodies in a burn pit? And it made some soldiers sick. Very strange little riff. So he he, he doesn't mention Afghanistan, which happened in August, where 13 people or 13 warriors were left vulnerable and were blown up by a suicide bomber because of Joe Biden. Don't mention them, but let's go back to Bo who died years ago uh, from nothing to do with Iraq. But anyway, he starts talking about the burn pits and Nancy Pelosi stands up. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Obviously the president is not well, obviously he's old. He's in the throes of dementia. He's not, he's, he's not sharp. He's not coherent. He's not lucid. That was on display for an hour last night. But the Speaker of the House, the third in line to the presidency, she is just gone. There is, I mean, that woman does not belong with a finger, a hand on the lever of power anywhere. He's talking about burn pits, I believe. And she stands up, like rubs her hands together with a big smile on her face. Nobody in the whole place stands up except her I've I've watched this like 10 times last night and again this morning there's nothing in what Biden is saying that would lead you to think this is a good time to stand up and clap nothing burn pits iraq you know death bow dead and he and she stands up and doesn't even clap by the way she rubs her hands together i don't know why don't you play it for our uh, locals audience here and we'll uh, you can hear the sound and you can Try to make sense of it yourself. Cause God knows, uh, I've tried, I've failed. Did you, uh, do, do, uh, um, find, did you, can you make any sense of this, Craig? Uh, I couldn't,
1: I didn't, I, I didn't understand the not clapping. It looked like she was giddy for death, which was weird. Um, that was the best way to
0: describe it. And her teeth were struggling to stay in her mouth. Yeah, I, I think she should have stuck with the mask. It is amazing. One day after these fools, it, uh, insist on masking up one day after joe biden walked across the lawn at the white house by himself outdoors with a mask he didn't have a mask on in a room full of elderly obese unhealthy sickly people one day and he was sniffing hair and rubbing he put he put his forehead on one woman congressman like he touched foreheads it was so strange yeah and all the and Nancy Pelosi, who insisted you wear a mask or you get fined like five hundred dollars if you showed up, at, and and Kamala Harris, who would wear a mask but she kissed her husband, they decide one day later that they don't need masks. But okay, play it one more time. This is Nancy Pelosi. What the hell is that? Huge smile. Rubbing the hands, still smiling, still trying to keep those dentures in. What the hell is that? It's not doing much for the
1: uh, Nancy Pelosi's not drunk crowd.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm, everyone's saying, you know, she's she's devastated because the Russian vodka is. You know, we're boycotting. We're not going to sell Russian vodka, but I'm pretty sure she she's okay with the gray goose. Or she, the kept, she kept her share, I think. Can we? Can you play Biden's words right there? Because it's so strange that. You know what he's talking about got her to stand up and rub, rub her hands. Oh uh, no, it's just it's just after I just had her
1: doing the knuckles thing. Hold on, look, look
0: at the knuckles. What what is with the knuckles? What is with rubbing the hands? I don't
1: know. He literally is saying that his son got a brain tumor from burn pits, and she stood up and started rubbing her knuckles. That was one strange moment. <laughs> <It's beautiful.
0: laughs> Excuse me, we will get to the highlights and lowlights. I was looking at some of the things he mentioned. He mentioned winterizing your home, you know, and giving tax credits or tax breaks to people, tax deductions, people who winterize their home. Didn't mention Afghanistan, 13 dead soldiers, mentioned winterizing your home. Said the way to cut, ca- cut costs, cut prices. He has an idea, really good idea. Cut prices. He says companies should just cut prices. That's the way to cut prices is the stores and, and businesses should just cut their prices. Why didn't anyone else think of that? That is genius. He obviously has some great economic advisors. Uh, he, he talked about funding, not defunding the police, funding the police and Democrats applauded. I guess we're supposed to think, you know, they they think we're stupid and maybe we are after two years of talking about defunding the police and blaming the police and calling the police racist killers this this man, and again, he doesn't have any integrity. He doesn't care if it's true or false or means that. He said, we're going to fund the police, and Democrats applauded. That one, I couldn't believe. He lied about the tax cut from 2017, again, said it only went to the top 1% when uh, the Washington Post and the New York Times said that's not true. It, everyone got a tax cut. <clears throat> he, <clears throat> and I think... Aside from uh, Nancy Pelosi's ridiculous stunt there, I think the one big takeaway from what from what uh, Joe Biden said <clears throat> was when he said that uh, Putin, while circling Kiev and killing civilians, was not going to win over the Iranian people. And I think that's true. I don't know about you, Greg, <laughs> but I don't think... The Iranian people are going to rally around a guy who is invading Ukraine. Yeah, spot the lie, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think he actually said Uranian people, like from Uranus. And I I don't think, you know, I'm not sure that's false either. The people of Uranus, have they rallied around Putin? I'm not sure. I'm confused. But then again, so is he. Can we play Joe Biden um, reaching out to the Iranian people? It may circle Kiev with tanks, but he will never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never he'll never extinguish their love of freedom, and he will never, never weaken the resolve of the free world.
1: The well, best part is Kamala in the background. Kamala, Kamala,
0: in, if you haven't seen it in the background, Kamala li, lips, uh, mouths the words Ukrainian, the word Ukrainian people, because she is uh, obviously embarrassed for that daughtering old fool in front of her it it's a question you have you sit there you go we're, we're in the middle of this world crisis we're in the middle of the biggest european war in 70 years you know uh, inflation and open borders and you got all these problems and this is the guy that 81 million people decided they wanted leading us in these troubled times it's so disheartening and disappointing obviously we have we live in the greatest country ever on this planet how can we how can we not do a better job of choosing our leader god is it uncomfortable i can't imagine being you know a ukrainian or even a Iranian or an iranian and watching that and saying that's the leader of the free world that's the guy who's got the biggest military that's the guy you know who's got the biggest economy that's the guy who's who's calling the shots here. And he just is just so over his head. I mean, he wasn't very bright when he was in his prime. Now he's 79 and struggling. And we look to him for leadership. I mean, I think in the big picture, last night was disappointing on so many levels. You're saying that guy is in office for three more years. And if he can't make it for three more years, that woman behind him. And we'll get to Kamala. We'll get to a, a really good look at, uh, you know, the depth of our vice president when she went on the morning hustle yesterday. But I want to get to my favorite part. My favorite part of this was toward the end when he was once again, ignoring the 13, uh, soldiers and Marines that he got killed in, uh, in Afghanistan at the end of August. Um, remarkably he didn't feel like mentioning him again he was talking about his son using his son as a human shield using his son in, and acting as if he died in combat he didn't um in the middle of it uh he gets heckled in the middle of the state of the union and you weren't quite sure at the time what are they yelling and and who's yelling we find out later it was uh, lauren bobert from uh, from Colorado. The uh the uh, you know firebrand congresswoman from Colorado, a very interesting person. She's uh she's about four foot nine, but she's cocky and a little crazy. She's uh she's a high school dropout. She dropped out of high school when she got pregnant. She was a assistant manager at McDonald's, then she was a oil worker out in Colorado, and then she uh, opened up a bar called Shooter's Grill in Rifle, Colorado, huge gun advocate, but just one of those right-wingers that people like me have always wanted, you know, a fighter, and just a just a charismatic personality, doesn't back down. She wore a, a, a jacket, and on the back it said, drill, baby, drill, to the State of the Union. She's wonderfully, wonderfully combative. She yells out, um, what is the exact word she yelled out, Lauren Boebert? She said, oh, 13 of them or something? She yells 13 to his face i think that's 13 all she- of them uh when uh talking about the 13 killed and again she's right biden's a coward for not mentioning them because he didn't want to get blamed it's amazing that the guy on his watch he's only been here a year on his watch you have this disastrous withdrawal from afghanistan he doesn't mention it like oh if i don't mention it maybe no one will no one will say a word and he talked about you know sacrifice and soldiers and whatever. And she yelled 13 of them. And the Democrats turned and booed and heckled and then complained about it later. I don't care. I I applaud her. I thought this was wonderful. I think it's disgraceful, despicable that he wouldn't mention them. Imagine being a family member of one of the 20 year olds or, 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 you know, you name it, one of the, any of them, Johanny Rosario, you're sitting in Lawrence, Massachusetts, you've lost your loved one, your daughter, your sister, and this guy has an hour and two minutes and doesn't mention her? He got her killed. I mean, it was, he didn't do it on purpose, he just had this ill-fated withdrawal that was uh, run by, by morons like Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin, And he wanted to get it done so he could take a bow and say, I ended the longest war in U.S. history. Uh, It got people killed, heroes, young people, people with their whole lives and just so much potential. They're dead. And this guy doesn't mention them. It's disgusting. Good for you. Lauren Boebert shows some balls. I mean, I, I have so much more respect for her than guys like Mitt Romney, cowards like Mitt Romney just sit on their hands and, and just hope to get by and hope, you know, George Stephanopoulos will invite me on and the New York times will write something nice about me. Lauren Bobert doesn't give a damn about that. She's only 35. I hope she's around for the next 50 years. Cause she's got some stones, but can we hear this? Is it worth playing? Does it sound clear? Yeah. Go ahead. Let's listen. And they come home.
1: Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness, a cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin.
0: I know. One of those. One of those is he's he's full of it. I mean, again, it's not fair to Bo Burt. Bo Biden apparently was a stand-up guy, a good guy. He just said they get sick, they they come home in a flag-draped coffin. That's not what happened to his son. It's amazing. He has never given a speech where he doesn't use his own child to, for, for sympathy or support. And afterwards, Lauren Boebert did a video. She walked around, and she just doesn't care. There's all kinds of you know, people, Supreme Court justices there and cabinet members, and she's walking around a video just dumping all over the speech and the president. She's, she's funny. She is just funny and crazy and cute and tiny. She's got like four sons, and they're like normal size, and she's like this little tiny little elf, like four foot nine, but huge balls, and uh, I commend her. I enjoyed it. I, I think we need uh, more of that. She didn't give the rebuttal, although I like that better than the rebuttal. The rebuttal was by the governor of uh, Iowa, Reynolds, and it was it was fine. She was just straight up and kind of serious and kind of, in a monotone. It wasn't really memorable. And then this was origin, this was something different, something different. I have to say, there was a rebuttal to the rebuttal, I guess there was a Democrat rebuttal. That's how fractured that's how far left and, and extremist the squad and others, the squad and a few others are is you have a president standing up there promising everything promising to spend everything on everyone and you know what democrats do just and lying about tax cuts and saying we got to do this for working people and we're going to fund the police and all the usual garbage and it's not enough it's not enough for the uh, aoc Ayanna presley wing of the party they sent uh what's her face what's her name the uh, uh to to do the rebuttal to the rebuttal from uh, uh, from yeah. Michigan, um, God, Bill Han oh, that's that's no, Minnesota. No, um, that's Minnesota, the uh, uh oh, I got so many, so many the names in front of me, so many thoughts and, and 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 people in front of me. I'm drawing a blank on her name, but anyway, the fringe, uh, squad member goes up and gives a, <laughs> a rebuttal to the rebuttal because, um, it wasn't uh, far left enough, which is pretty hilarious. And then they go into, uh, no, it's uh, it's a Rashida Tlaib. How the hell did yes. I forget that? Rashida Tlaib gives a rebuttal, um, and demands progress on stalled social agenda. You know, they're not happy that they build back, boondoggle, get, didn't get passed. So she's ripping her own president, the far left president, the leader of her party, not far left enough. This is a new thing. God, I, I don't care. You know, fight it out. Let them fight. I'm all for it. But it is amazing that he isn't far left. He's funding the Russian war machine because the far left won't let him use our own oil. Won't let him tap into our own energy resources here. We we can't drill. We can't use the pipeline because the far left kooks don't want it to. He listens to them. He follows what they do. And that's not enough. It's not enough. But. So we went and searched you and I this morning for somebody who thought it was good. Who thought the speech was, you know, a home run. It wasn't easy. We have to say, what, what do we got here? We got, I know you found a couple people. We got, uh, who liked it here? Uh, Pramalia, Jayapal. J- J- Pramalia J- Jayapal, Pramalia Jayapal, another far left kook congressperson goes on MSNBC to talk about how great the speech was. Did she, did she manage to keep a straight face? Because I don't know how, but let's listen to uh, Representative Jayapal talk about how great the speech was.
2: You saw the chamber unified, you saw us waving our flags in in support of the Ukrainian people, and I think really making it clear that we are doing everything we can to uh, help Ukraine and to hold uh, Vladimir Putin accountable for this aggression um, and the war that he has created on Ukraine. So yes, I think that in terms of the speech overall, the president was on fire. I think he was really channeling the strength of working people. Across this country. And he spoke to people in basic terms about their kitchen table issues, about cutting costs, about controlling the price of pharmaceutical drugs, about capping the cost of insulin, about making sure that nobody pays more than 7% for child care. All of these things that Americans care deeply about. That is what the president was talking about. And he was also talking about holding corporations accountable, you know, pandemic profiteering, making
0: Oh, God, that's disgusting. The, the, you know who did all the damage the last two years to the economy? You did. You did. Left-wing politicians. You're the ones who shut down schools at the uh, under orders from the teachers' union. You're the ones that shut down, put small businesses out of business. You're the ones that came up with all these crazy uh, measures to close playgrounds and close schools and, and gyms. It's you. I, I love the idea that the pandemic kept us apart, he says. That is a lie. The pandemic didn't keep us apart. You did. You came down with these mandates, these laws. You're the reason all this uh, this devastation cost trillions of dollars to this country the last two years. You should apologize for that, too, by the way. And then one day before the State of the Union, miraculously, you know, we don't need masks anymore just because they didn't want that visual of, you know, 200 people masked up Including, <laughs> including Nancy Pelosi, which would have been a good move, or yes. uh, Kamala. If they'd been masked up, it would have felt like the pandemic was still a, a problem. They didn't want that. So they changed the science just like that. The science changed. It's a miracle. They literally changed the map. When you have 80% of the country on Friday, was it these hot zones, these red areas where you were in danger? They changed it, flipped it. And a day later, it was like, less than 20% of the country was in the red area and we could all take our masks off. That was Friday. The speech was Tuesday. It was one of the most cynical things you've ever seen from the dishonest scumbags at the CDC, but they wanted their guy. They wanted their guy to give a speech without people wearing masks. And for the most part, they did a few people, Jerry Nadler. Now he, uh, he should wear a mask the rest of his life. He's a disgusting (laughs) human being. Uh, Ed Markey was proud. He announced that I'm gonna continue wearing a mask because some people are immunocompromised, and and some people are old, and I guess that means you're gonna have to wear a mask for the rest of your life, Ed Markey. But uh, the um, the rebuttal to the rebuttal uh, took place. That that uh, I'm not sure anybody watched it. Once you were done with the rebuttal, people kind of moved on. But uh, I I think he. I think it was, I think a lot of people agree with you, Craig, that it was worse than we thought. I think there was a lot of gaffes. The Iranian people was just one. He stumbled and bumbled over everything. There was not, he didn't put two sentences together without a gaff. Now that's the way he is on a normal average day. I assume they shot him up with whatever B12 Adderall. I assume he practice it for hours. I assume they took out all the big words on, not Ukrainian, though. That was a tough one. They had to leave that in. He screwed that up. I think there's not one person that feels better about the country today after watching that speech and the reaction to it. It was very uncomfortable. But I will say this. He made a brilliant choice for vice president because it doesn't matter. He could go up there and, and, and defecate himself. He could go up there and and just fall down and, and it, it, you wouldn't want to see her ascend to the throne. Nobody wants to see her ascend to the throne. It is frightening. We got some sound from yesterday that I'm telling you, it didn't, it doesn't seem real. As I tweeted, we have our alert, our antennas up for disinformation and misinformation and propaganda because of everything coming out of Ukraine. I I said, this has to be fake. This has to be photoshopped. This can't be real. It is real. And it is frightening. And by the way, so is the uh, CBS report from Ukraine. Donald Trump, once again, was right. The media, the mainstream media, is the enemy of the people, and we have another great example. They have someone in Ukraine covering the situation, and their big idea yesterday was let's criticize the country of Ukraine, which is fighting for its life, for its survival, for its lack of trans acceptance. We have the sound. We have the report. You're not going to believe it. We'll get to that and a lot more. Let me do that. Our sponsors. What do I do here, Craig? Uh, We got Glade goggles and uh, Elysium. Oh, good. Let's do Glade goggles. Glade goggles, my favorite goggles, and then we'll do Elysium. And then we'll get back to the scariest sound you have ever heard from a vice president of the United States. If you're a skier or a snowboarder, you're going to love our latest sponsor, Glade Goggles. Did you know that 9 out of 10 goggle brands are owned by parent companies with little connection to skiers and riders they serve? As these brands have grown, their founding principles have faded, and that did not sit well with the guys at Glade. Based on uh, based out of Breckenridge, Colorado, Glade Goggles I created by a team that lives and breathes skiing with a mission to create premium quality goggles without the price tag from their competitors. Recently, the Challenger Goggle won Outside Magazine prestigious Best Goggle category in their 2022 Buyer's Guide. And then it's only $99. They also have photochromatic goggles and their MagFlight series, which utilizes rare earth magnets for the ability to swap lenses in seconds with killer views from Outside Magazine, Backcountry Magazine, Ski Magazine, and our intern Graham, most importantly, and lots of other publications These are the goggles to get if you're looking for an upgrade. You can go to shopglade.com or click the link in our social media bio and use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, at checkout for 10% off your order. That's shopglade.com. Hi, let me tell you about Basis by Elysium Health. It's the most trusted source for NAD supplementation. Their product, Basis, is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40% safely and sustainably. Elysium is unlike any other healthcare company I've seen, and they're at the forefront of NAD supplementation. They have dozens of the world's best scientists working with them, and eight of them are Nobel Prize winners. NAD is found in every single cell of your body, and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions. But the body doesn't have an endless supply of NAD. In fact, levels decline as you age. Lifestyle stresses such as lack of sleep, intense exercise, unbalanced diet, and overexposure to the sun also deplete NAD levels, Decreased NAD levels are linked to faster biological aging and can slow down vital body functions. Many BASIS customers report experiencing higher energy, less fatigue, and more satisfying workouts. What does it do? Well, it replenishes youthful levels of NAD up to 40%. It activates sirtuins, that are also known as longevity genes, to promote healthy aging, it supports energy and metabolism at the cellular level and helps maintain healthy DNA. It supports recovery from workouts. It reduces general tiredness, fatigue, and general health and wellness recent studies confirm the superior safety of the nre in basis when compared to other nad supplements underscoring the company's rigorous commitment to research and quality all right here's the important part we got a special offer for our listeners go to trybasis.com slash gerry g-e-r-r-y and enter code Jerry at checkout to save 10% off Basis prepaid plans, as well as other Elysium Health supplements. That's trybases.com Jerry. All right, this is, again, real. I'm just going to ruin the spoiler alert. This is real. <laughs> I uh, saw it, played it, couldn't believe it. It went viral on Twitter. It went viral on social media. We already know, we already know that Kamala Harris is a terrible choice for vice president. It is, I think, this is unfortunate for Kazanji Jackson-Brown. No, Brown Jackson. I, I keep getting her name screwed up, but that's okay. We'll know it soon enough. It's unfortunate because she is a affirmative action hire. Everybody knows Kamala Harris. He stated it. He said, I need to find a black woman and he did he just didn't find the right black woman you could have picked any other black woman stacy abrams or i don't know you know pick uh presley and you'd have been better off because they're smarter they're more articulate they're better prepared he chose kamala a woman by the way accused him of sexual harassment uh, of, of said she believes the people accused him of sexual assault and accused him of being a racist that's who he picked as <laughs> vice president because she's a woman of color,
1: right.
0: and she was a terrible politician. She 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 couldn't even make it to the primaries. She was no one likes her. No one believes her. She's so phony. She's just so inauthentic. He picked her anyway, and he probably hoped she would grow on the job, learn the job, just get better. Uh sorry, Joe. It has gotten worse, and she's just. She's been accused. She had a bunch of staffers quit because she's so difficult to work for. And some of them said, some of them said, uh, she doesn't prepare. She doesn't read the briefings. And you go, really? That's she, she, as I said last week, she flew to Germany and got there and it was totally ill prepared. And I'm saying, what did she do on the flight? what she do? Just like, you know, watch, watch uh, the office. I mean, what did she do? She doesn't prepare. She, uh, Went on a show called The Morning Hustle. Do we know where this is from, The Morning Hustle? <laughs> I have no clue. I can find out uh, real quick. Yeah, find out where The Morning Hustle, because, I mean, she goes on The Morning Hustle. Maybe she'll come on The Callahan Show, do you think? I don't you know, think so. <laughs> she doesn't. Maybe her people would do it. She doesn't do any research. She doesn't no. know, you know who's who, but she goes on The Morning Hustle. And I'm telling you, they ask about the situation in Ukraine. And what you're expecting is, you know, it's difficult. We've got the sanctions, we've got the coalition, we got NATO, we got the European union, blah, blah, blah. You expect the typical answer from a politician, particularly a phony one like Kamala Harris. She must've been ill-informed here. I mean, ill-prepared by her staff who told her she was going on Sesame street or she was going on, you know, some little kids show on, uh, you know, on, on Disney or, uh, on, on, uh, what what's another little kid's show these days? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. It's going on Nickelodeon with the goop. And she was going to talk to, you know, six year olds coming up next. We got Kamala Harris getting slimed. <laughs> this is a grown woman talking to adults okay. on a radio show about Ukraine and listen to her explain, listen to the insight you get from someone who's been in those briefings, those intelligence briefings. She brings such insight and tell me, Craig, you're kind of a dope. You don't yes. know much. You don't know much about Ukraine, do you? No, not at all. When you get done with this interview, you're going to be so informed. You're going to you're going to impress all your neighbors. They're going to say, "Man, Ironhead knows his stuff." Listen to our vice president explain the situation in Afghanistan. In, sorry, in Ukraine. This is uh, Atlanta, by the way. Atlanta morning hustle out of Atlanta.
1: If you're watching any level of news even social media you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the ukraine break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the united states
2: so ukraine is a country in europe it exists next to another country called russia russia is a bigger country russia is a powerful country russia decided to invade a smaller country called ukraine so
0: Basically, that's wrong. <laughs> Basically, that's wrong. Uh, is that is that is that it? That the whole? That's it, yeah. uh, oh my God! A larger country called Russia, and they invaded, and that's wrong.
1: He's like, is, break it down in layman's terms. Not like I was born yesterday, please. I was
0: saying, yeah, like I was. A, as, as my old partner John Dennis used to say, in every interview. Talk to us like I'm a five-year-old. Talk to us like we're five-year-olds. Explain it like we're five-year-olds. Somebody told her to explain it like we're five-year-olds. That's the day of the state of the union. That's the level, the depth that our vice president has uh, on the situation in Ukraine. And she is one heartbeat away. And she from the White House, from the presidency. I'm telling you. It's scary what's happening in Ukraine, and and maybe it's just a big distraction because what's what's happening at home is is frightening in a whole different way. That these that the 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 guy in charge is seventy nine, going on one hundred and nine, completely out to lunch. Behind him is second in charge, who is a complete dummy, and third in line is eighty one year old, you know, alcoholic who who stands and cheers. Uh, burn pits and brain tumors. That's what that's what we saw last night. Blood and guts, oh, bloody. I mean, if you're uh, if you're concerned about the uh, near future of this country, well, you should be. After watching and listening last night, it is. And and I know the mainstream media will get wrapped up in Lauren Bulbert, uh which she did or whatever. But the idea, I wasn't the biggest fan of that actually. Well, you, you thought it was disrespectful to the guy who got thirteen warriors killed.
1: Well, I I, I agree with what she's saying. I just thought that time was probably not the because if, if I I always look at it if Trump was up there and AOC was like screaming climate change while he was talking, yeah,
0: but I don't like that argument. There's a difference. Climate change is not a real crisis. Uh, thirteen kids are dead from what this president did. That's real. Climate right. change is this pie in the sky. You want to talk about it? Fine. But don't tell me it's a pressing issue that's affecting us this minute. It's like our mayor, the teen mayor in Boston, who is outlawing protesting vax mandates, firing first responders, and they're angry and they're protesting. She wants to outlaw their protest. She has laid down in the road to block traffic to protest climate change. That's what kind of idiot we're talking about. Stop Mm -hmm. people from going to work. Jam up traffic for climate change as if there's something some poor bastard in Boston was trying to get to his job in his in his F one fifty. Something he's going to do in that moment about climate change—it's just disgusting. But anyway, speaking of disgusting, let's get to the CBS news report. We we you know we haven't talked that much about Ukraine. It is disturbing to say the least. I ask this question. I've asked it every day. I'm going to continue to ask it because I've watched a lot, man, I, I'm I'm a news junkie and I watch and I read and I listen and I still am baffled. It makes no sense what Putin did here. Um, there was no impetus. I've never seen a war like this. Archduke Ferdinand didn't get assassinated. You know, uh, Ukraine didn't provide safe haven for Osama bin Laden. I mean, there, there's not even a like a communist incursion that we're trying to stop. There's always an impetus. There's always a reason for a war. Even if we're sitting 6,000 miles away and watching it, we kind of know, I don't know, what they're fighting over. Generally, we know what they're fighting over. Sometimes it's religious, you know? It's, what the hell are they fighting over? They're not, you know, I know what Ukraine's fighting. They're trying to defend their, save their own lives and defend their country. But if Putin wins this war takes over Ukraine or half of Ukraine flies the Russian flag over half the country, you know, says, this is ours now. And those people are ours. He becomes, he has become a, a pariah. Like I've never seen before. He's a bigger pariah than, than North Korea right now. I mean, no one's doing business with them. And a really modern day look at what happens when you are an international pariah, watch this video. I don't know if you've seen this Craig, but in the, Subway stations in Russia, they have this huge backlog because Apple and Google stopped allowing them to use Apple Pay and Google Pay to go on the subway, which is what most people in Russia did. So they shut down that convenience because of the war, and now all the Russian people have to pay cash to get on the subway, and they don't have cash, and it's low. And there's this massive backlog. That's a modern-day... a countermeasure to a to a you know to a, to a dictator and a strong man who invades his neighbor. So that's just one thing. And again, he controlled more land than anyone in the world—six point six million acres. He controlled a country of 140 million people. He had 200 billion dollars. He has vacation homes everywhere. He has young mistresses everywhere. He's got you know he's got an alliance with China. I mean, he's got oil. He's got gas. He's got everything. And it wasn't enough. He needs to invade this sovereign nation next door. And it just doesn't add up. It feels like we're missing something. And I asked that on Twitter and I got a million replies and people say, oh, it's because of the, whatever, the, the oil, the gas, it's because he wants to reconstitute the uh, Soviet empire. That's fine. I understand he would like to have the old Soviet union back, which had like twice as many people in it and, and, you know, more power, but you kill a bunch of civilians, you kill kids, you kill old ladies. You're not going to recover from that in your lifetime. He's almost 70. You're going to remain a pariah for the rest of your life. You're not going to be this, you know, tyrant in good, (laughs) in good stead for the, in front of the world, invited to all the, you know, Davoses and world and G8s. And you're not going to be that guy anymore because you killed a bunch of innocent Ukrainians. It just doesn't add up. The reward doesn't seem to, to match the risk, but I'll keep reading. I'll keep trying to understand it and I'll keep watching, you know, innocent Ukrainians. By the way, they brought the Ukrainian ambassador who sat with Jill, Dr. Jill. There's so many, there's beautiful Ukrainian women out there. Couldn't they find a few of them? Like <laughs> They're all stuck. <laughs> they couldn't have got them out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I really did. I think it's, it's from Ukraine. We got this woman and her kid is, and I thought he would show some Trump would have Trump would have had the hottest Ukrainian women in the gallery, but that was the lamest effort to connect, to use people in the gallery, you know, that I've ever seen. They have Ukrainian ambassadors just sits there kind of dumpy and like, doesn't even stand up really just waves. And then they had the kid with uh diabetes, which was nice. That kid, he did a nice job. And that was about it. I mean, usually you got like a dozen people and stand up and give them plug you know and uh, they didn't even get that right uh, biden is terrible and the people who are uh who are handling him who are controlling him aren't much better but all right let's get to this uh bizarre speaking i mean yesterday was one of those days ironhead where i was on twitter and i was following the news watching the news and i'm telling you, every 10 minutes i'm going that can't be real there is and I know we went over this earlier in the week, a lot of false stuff out there, a lot of propaganda, a lot of missing disinformation. We know the ghost of Kiev didn't shoot down 72 Russian jets. We know the snake Island guys didn't die. They're alive. They're captured, which is good. They actually did say, you know, F you to the Russian warship, but they didn't get killed. We know that, uh, miss Ukraine, was posing with a gun. It was a BB gun. You know, there's a lot of propaganda out there and I'm looking at this stuff. I'm going, this can't be real when I see Kamala Harris or the CBS report. And I guess I'm glad to report because, because I like crazy stories that make the mainstream media look foolish. I'm glad this is real, but we will play, let me do shake concrete and then we'll play this remarkable, mind boggling tone deaf Piece from CBS News live on the ground in Ukraine. But first, let's talk about Shay. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front, front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't... A, an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at Shayconcrete.com. and by the way you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on Shayconcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at Shayconcrete.com. Alright, we got to... Uh, We got to play this or at least some of this because it's just, it's just so much, it's just impossible to believe it till you see it, till you hear it. Maybe I'm overreacting. I haven't even talked to you about this, but this is a real report. The writer, the reporter, I believe, the writer to the story is called Lee Cohen from CBS, CBS News. I'm on CBS News website, actual CBS News. The headline to this story is A war within a war. Now, when I was a writer, I had a a few rules, and you don't compare things to war. You just don't unless, you know, they're as serious, as bad as war. War or Hitler. Oh, Hitler, yeah. Before you compare anyone to Hitler, uh, you know, think twice. Think twice. Only Hitler was Hitler. If you want to compare, you know, Pol Pot to Hitler, that's one thing but you don't just compare your political opponent to Hitler. Anyway, if you do, you get in trouble. You do, you end up like whatever, Gina Carano who made a perfectly innocent Hitler comparison got fired a war within a war. So you're saying, wow, this is probably some, you know, neighborhood after neighborhood fighting each other on the border or something. No transgender woman says transphobia and discriminatory laws, keeping her hostage in Kiev during the Russian invasion. This is about transphobia, trans acceptance in Kiev, Kiev, which is, I I remind you, surrounded by Russian troops, Kiev, which is losing innocent civilians, the estimate, the latest estimate from Ukraine, take it with a grain of salt, 2000 civilians killed, dead, murdered their city, their state, their country is on the brink of of, of, of their brink of losing their country. To, to Russia. They're seeing their relatives, their families die. They're seeing their homes blown up. And CBS news is there. They have video. They have an interview. They have an interview with Z. Famalu. Z. Famalu is a biological man who is a uh, transgender, a transgender female. And I don't know if you heard, but they're not letting males leave the country 18 to 60 year old males can't leave they have to stay they have to fight it's you know for mother ukraine and this person would like to leave but you know she can't because they won't let her because they're transphobic this is a real story from an alleged real i don't know if i'd call it real from cbs uh the network that you know gave you all the family the nephew the Gave you, you know, Jim Nance at the Masters. The the great CBS is got this transgender propaganda from Kiev in the middle of the bloodiest war in Europe in 70-something years. Uh let's play some of it. Let's hear from uh Zee Famalu. I don't know if that's her her given name, her Christian name, but that's her name now as she uh claims to be a female and wants to leave the country.
2: This is not a very rainbow-friendly place. So lives for
0: trans people are very bleak
2: here. If you have male gender in your passport,
0: they will not uh, let you go abroad. They will not uh, uh, let you through.
2: A war within a war, truly, truly.
1: This is the weirdest interview.
0: Yes she's desperate to leave kiev oh no no shit so was everybody else every noise from
2: outside it's a warning sign it was hell living as a trans person in, in kiev and ukraine we feel invisible truly like we're not people like we're not human
0: it's truly how we feel this 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 is this is this is this is uh Uh, maybe I'm overreacting. This is five days, six days, six days into the war. Six days in the war, 2,000 civilians dead, half the country under siege, Kiev surrounded by Russian troops. And a person at CBS News, I believe it's Lee Cohen, although there's got to be, you know, whatever, cameraman, director, whatever on this, said, I got an idea. We found a transgender person. Let's talk about trans rights in the city that is under siege, bombs going off, people dying all around her. And we're going to talk about transgender acceptance. This is a real good look at the mainstream media, the enemy of the people, as Donald Trump called them. They're out of touch. They're propagandists. They're not reporters. They're activists. This is such insanity. I mean, if you did this story on a normal day, you'd say, okay, fine, whatever. We're into this whole woke crap. This is in the middle of the first, the worst war in Europe in 70 years. Fires burning, bombs going off, and Zoomalalu, whatever her freaking name is, is complaining that, you know, she's she's invisible. They don't even notice her. Jesus Christ. Maybe you should consider yourself lucky or invisible. Maybe they won't kill you. Spot when they see you, you nut job. I mean, I don't blame her. She's she's got her issues, but it's CBS that sought her out and said, here's a good story on day six of this bloody, brutal war. God, this is this is what we're dealing with. This is the mainstream media in the United States today. This is they are the problem. This is they're that's not reporting. That's not a reporter, that's an advocate. That person is sitting there going. Let's tell your story and let's let's get people all emotional and oh God, is that disgusting?
1: I may be in the minority, but I think I'd rather hear from someone whose apartment got bombed or something.
0: I was going to say, how about you find someone whose kid like six year old kid just got killed because there's a bunch of them. But someone whose grandmother just got blown up in an apartment or or hit with a missile as she was, you know, walking her dog down the street. There's a probably one or two good stories to be told in Kiev, and you pick that. God, that's bizarro. It could be a story like I don't know. Six months from now, you could tell it. Right, right, and God knows they will. But we're we're they we're one week into a brutal war. There's a lot of things going on, and some of them are you know true, and some of them aren't so true. It's a it's amazing. As you watch this, and we talked about it on Monday, how many people are okay with propaganda, are okay with disinformation. I read you some of the comments when I was mocking KFC from Barstool, thought, you know, we should just let them tell their silly fairy stories and all just, you know, just enjoy them. And you look at it uh, with a grain of salt, as you should. The propaganda war is fast and furious, and I don't blame Ukraine, they're desperate. If they don't get help, if they don't get NATO troops or even American troops, they're going to die. You know, Zelensky's going to die or, uh, you know, they're going to lose their capital. They're going to lose their country. It's life and death. So they're going to spin it any way they can. But that doesn't mean you believe it. You know, you got to know what's true and what's not. You got to have a healthy skepticism. I guess it's true that the poor transgender woman can't get out. Because they don't let people of fighting age leave. People of fighting age, you know, with male genitalia can't leave. That's the rule because they're all fighting to the death, fighting, fighting for their country. But Jesus, someone at CBS—not someone, a bunch of people at CBS thought that was newsworthy. God, that is so, that is so, 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 so mind-boggling. It's
1: not not exclusive to trans people
0: either. It's (laughs) like everyone right now can't leave. (laughs) Right. I know. I mean, they, they, they're, you've seen the video. Old ladies are taking up arms and guys, 80 year old guys are, people are coming back in droves from you know, England and France and the U S coming back to Ukraine to fight. You know, they need all hands on deck and she's worried about, you know, smudging her makeup or something. It's just, it's very, very disappointing, but you know, what's you know, it's not disappointing to me. I don't even know your take on this iron head because we haven't talked about it because it's not that important, but before we go, we got to, It's, I was talking to Minahan yesterday and we were saying how difficult it would be if we were still on the radio and you know, you had this rule that you're not allowed to talk about anything interesting on sports radio anymore. You have to stick to the most boring topic of the day. And that would be, you know, the baseball lockout. And he was listening he said that all that's all anyone's talking about on the radio is the lockout and they're pissed and we're going to miss opening day and miss spring training. And I'm like, there is nobody in in the entertainment world that misreads their relative importance their place in the universe like major league baseball i know there are hardcore fans and there are people in the media there are, you know guys like like Maloney and that 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 love it live for it can't wait for it to start talk about it all day that's great he's you know a baseball guy but when you're talking about the millions and millions and millions of casual fans I don't think anyone cares. They say, so what? I got other things to do. You want to delay the start of the season? You want to shorten the season, which is something they should have done a long time ago. So I don't know who ever decided 162 was just right. It's not. It's way, way too much, particularly in this day and age with lots of alternatives. But you have the arrogant SOB who owns the Red Sox sitting in London talking about his frigging soccer team. He doesn't care. Why should you? Why should people care? You got nothing better to do on March 31st than if there's no opening day, your life is empty. You know what? Take a, you know, get a hobby, you know, get a hobby, play some video games, read a book, go for a walk. You don't need to spend six hours watching an opening day baseball game. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's a, a, it's an, an anachronism, you know, it's from some other time when baseball mattered. Baseball doesn't matter, at least not like it used to. Why do people think it matters? Football, if you lose a, a week of football or use a month of football, that's different. That matters to people. Baseball doesn't. Baseball's like, you know, hockey. It's a nice, great sport. It's, its you know, you'll go to a game, you have a good time. But people don't live for it. They don't need it. And, and the idea that the owners and players are re- really doing doing the fans dirty. No, they're not. They're letting the fans go do something else. They're letting the fans, you know, move on with their lives. So we'll see how that goes. But let's just hope they work it all out, Ironhead. I don't know what I'd do without baseball in April when it's cold and rainy. and, and uh, <laughs> if They started baseball at the
1: end of May. Right. That'd be good. I wouldn't notice a difference, really. And two, it like you said, it would just be better for everyone involved going – playing it's you don't have to worry about snow or any of that crap i, I was
0: thinking that march 31st so you're talking about playing in boston and, and new york and philadelphia on march 31st great everybody who goes the fans will be miserable because they'll be freezing it'll be raining it'll be so cold and windy players will be miserable have those scarves those yeah those hood things on and gloves and they'd be freezing and it just it's not meant to be played then it was just a money grab let's expand the season make it 162 games no double headers it should be shortened. It should have been shortened a long time ago. 140 is too much. 120 maybe but right but playoff it, you know,
1: baseball though is outstanding.
0: I do playoff love baseball. baseball again, it's too cold when they play off because the season's so long, but right. and you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna make the regular season less important. They're gonna have more playoff teams, which means all those insignificant games in May and June that you that that people have lost interest in, they'll be even less significant because more teams will make the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it'll be teams just coasting. Good teams will make the playoffs easily. They're talking about half the teams in Major League Baseball making the playoffs. It's ridiculous. They're watering down the regular season, but they're idiots. They think they're really, really important, and they're just not. They're just not. Take it. You know what? Take two months off, guys. Work. You know, why don't you just negotiate until Memorial Day, and then we'll see you then. But anyway, we shall leave it there, Ironhead. What did I miss? Anything? Uh, We
1: got a Biden (laughs) sign-off. yesterday oh i almost forgot
0: you know what i'll just go ahead and uh, did anyone find an answer to that everyone he, if you missed it it wasn't in the script it wasn't in the speech they hand out the speech people get to read along and at the end he says god bless america god bless our troops and all that and out of nowhere he just yells go get them right, right? after
1: saying pray for, or, pray for the
0: troops go get them Nobody knows what he's talking about. Nobody knows what he means. Uh, I, I, I guess you know they were they were theorizing that he meant Putin, but you're not go go get Putin. He's in hiding. He's not in harm's way. Go get who? Seal Team Six was on a Black Hawk. Like fuck, <laughs> <laughs> ruined go get him. It was out of the blue, and it was out of that kind of decaying brain. But uh, oh, good, we got it. Let's listen before we go here to Joe Biden's sign off.
2: One America, the United States
0: of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. Go hmm. get him. Yeah, it wasn't go get him. It was go. Right, it get wasn't him. go get them, right? Go get. It was go get him. Someone going to get Putin? Someone should tell Putin he's hiding somewhere deep in the bowels of Moscow that they're coming to get you. Anyway, that was just one last bizarre moment in a guy, from a guy who is really, really bad at this. Speaking for an hour, even reading a teleprompter, just not his strength. It's amazing, amazing. That's the guy that 81 million people wanted to, to run this country. It is amazing and scary, but uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see next year. Maybe she'll be, you know, Kamala will be down there speaking, and Joel will be off. You know, on the beach in Delaware, taking a walk, as he should be. And that that will be even scarier. But uh, we shall leave it there. We'll see how it goes today in Ukraine. We'll be all over it. We'll keep you updated tomorrow. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be following all the action, all the... We'll be making sure, you know, Ukraine is safe for transgender individuals. Let's be honest. That's the most important thing. Number one. All right. Thanks to everybody for watching, listening, and commenting. Thanks to you. Ironhead. uh, I appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callian. This is the Callian Show. We will talk to you tomorrow. Go get him!